I had a hobby too. Mine happened to be guns and ballistics. I studied guns and ballistics as much as I could and I wrote an article about high velocity. So out of all my years working at Weatherby, the last five have been some of the most exciting. Working with Adam, with him running the company. And to think that I get the opportunity of carrying on my grandfather's legacy 75 years later here in Sheridan, Wyoming. I mean, it really is a dream come true. On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. All right, welcome to On Our Mark, the Weatherby Podcast. We have a couple familiar faces with us today and a new one. So to my left, I've got Tyler Great Hen. The Great Hen. The Great Hen. We have not gotten through a podcast yet. You guys have yet. not gotten through a podcast <laughs> no. where you is, haven't said I'm that. I'm going to have to do it every time now. It's yeah. just part of so. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and across the table, I've got Mac, our content photo video guru. Howdy. I think we should change your title to guru. I just, I'm okay with guru. I like that better. Oh, I mean, yeah. Is it that a promotion? That sounds trendy. No, oh. definitely not. Oh, okay. Sideways. I feel like promo- guru is a promotion. <laughs> it's like a lateral like. move. Oh, It's a lateral move. It's all about the title. Producer is at the same level as guru, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And then across the table, again, to my right across the table, we have Seth Hiller, the one and only Seth Hiller, who is our controller turned product manager uh, that is a big fan of what we're going to be talking today. Seth, welcome to the podcast. Howdy, howdy. What are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, some of the big boy rounds here. We got the Weatherby 3378 today. Storied history on the 3378. Yeah, it's pretty actually pretty interesting. We were just before this, we were talking about all of the possibilities that Roy had on caliber development and this one coming in at 1959 developed developed in then. 1959 and released commercially in 96 96 it's like me getting around on my chores <laughs> yeah I think I got dishes in my sink from 1959 <laughs> but there was kind of a cool reason why I didn't get you know released right away right well, so. well why did it start mac i think you probably have the best history yeah. on this because because of mac's uh time doing our 75th anniversary video and book he has be, kind of become our modern day historian it was fun it was fun to learn all that stuff but one of the one of the cool things about uh like these guys were saying is the 3378 weatherby mag started out as an actual experimental uh military sniper round the military was apparently contracting uh, ammunition ammunition manufacturers to develop them what was going to be their standardized sniper round. you got to understand back in the day, you know, optics weren't what they were today. So that's kind of part of why Roy got his start is his cartridge is shot flat. So you could zero that cartridge at, you know, two, 300 yards and know without all the dials and fancy gizmos we have going on today in scopes that you could just hold a couple inches over that animal at 500 and it's going to die because that's shooting flat shoot a laser beam so the military wanted uh armor piercing rounds and they had a goal of breaking six thousand feet per second um and we've actually done a couple posts about this on the internet and stuff like that and a lot of people think we have a typo because we talk about he used a 30 grain bullet that was specifically designed and everybody's like you meant 30 cal right it's like no he was (laughs) if you've seen a 378 weatherby case yeah and then you imagine a 30 grain (laughs) bullet in it it's kind of like that uh, the Irkenschlitten Loudenboomer. The, the 20, it's a 22. This is real. Ackley apparently did it. A 22 neck down to it with a 378 Weatherby case. Yes. 
Um, so pretty much probably that is what Roy was shooting out of this this absolute fireball, but it never ended up happening. And the he, target was six thousand. Six thousand, and MPS. he could never get over five. I he, think I got close to five. He got close, but a lot of people have speculated with today's slower burning powders. Um, is that possible? Should you try it at home? You know, no, not indoors. Not, <laughs> not officially indoors here. Yeah, not recommended. Yeah, don't use tight group for that. <laughs> But uh, that was that was kind of the start, and it just got shelved um, and didn't reappear until 1996 when Ed was uh, head of the company and released it along with the Acumarks, which came out at the same time. Yep, we needed that number three contour barrel to fit this bigger case, and uh, yeah, it's big. It's 378 neck down to 30 cal, so it's still today, even though it came out in '96, is the fastest production 30 cal period. And what are some of those competitors, Seth, that we've got? Well, some of the newer ones, we've got like the 300 PRC that's kind of came onto the scene a little bit later, 30 Nozzlers in the same category. You got the 300 Norma, the 300 Rum, then you start edging down to like the 300 Wind Mag, and uh, the old classic 300 Weatherby from 1943. So those are kind of the ones that people think of when they think of like a faster, flatter shooting 30 cal, but the 3378 is about... 200 plus feet per second faster than any of those guys yeah i mean it's it's the closest thing that we have in a 30 cal to a laser beam i like to consider the 257 i, I often call it the 257 laser beam but 3378 is if you're looking for speed and i i think it's important to note that it's not for everybody mm-hmm. yeah um if you're just hunting whitetail at close range Obviously, this doesn't make sense. There's a lot of bullets, bullets that we probably load that aren't going to hold up well, you know, if you shoot something at very at near range. 40 yards. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> this It's not what that the cartridge was no. designed for. This is designed for taking animals ethically at long distance. Yeah, yeah the like the energy out to 400, some of those numbers, and like the, that's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, it's got the same energy at 200 yards that 300 Win Mag has at the muzzle. Yeah. With a 180 grain bullet. <laughs> and that's like, that's a, we, we load a 200 currently, I think is the heaviest that we load in house. Um, but there are other people, you know, wildcatters out there doing a couple things. Um, and just the, the energies that you can take advantage of with a, a heavier bullet with that much powder is impressive. You start to look at like, you know, check out some of the hand loads and guys are loading a 225 or a 230 or something in it. And like that, that number, that energy number it starts to look like instead of you know two hundred and zero, it's like muzzle and four hundred. It's <laughs> insane. Yeah, what it can do. Yeah, it's 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 got a lot of juice. So um, I think it, we've been dancing around the actual velocities, but thirty four twenty with a hundred and eighty grain bullet. That's that's moving. Smoking. Turns that's out moving. that's fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that's interesting though is the case capacity. I mentally, just from growing up, I think 100 grains of powder is a lot of powder. Like, you eclipse 100 grains of powder, stuff, crazy stuff can happen. Uh, we're, we're working with 133 grains of case capacity for powder. There is a lot of diminishing returns, <laughs> yes. right? So we're, versus a 300 Weatherby that's right at 100 grains of case capacity. I can't remember exactly, but it's like just, 98. Yeah, 90, yeah let's, let's just call it 100. We're using... 30% more powder, and we're only getting 10%-ish more velocity. Yeah. So 
Only. Only. <laughs> only. Yeah. only. Yeah. Do what you got to do to be the king. Yeah. Well, yeah. And one of the things that people often talk about with Weatherby is barrel life and mm-hmm. oh, it's a barrel burner. Is it a barrel burner? Maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. I, I haven't shot one out yet. Yeah, usually uh, you're not going full auto on a 3378, so that kind of extends your life a little bit there. I, I think I think the use is important. Uh, we just got back from Dallas Safari Club mm-hmm. and Wild Sheep Foundation show, and people always ask the question about any of our cartridges. Well, is it going to burn the barrel out? I'm like, well, it depends on what you're going to do with it. If you're just looking to go to the range and shoot a bunch of steel, don't get this. Don't really yeah. get any of our cartridges. They're, that's not what they're for. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get dialed and then put your gun away and then go on a hunt and make sure you, that you're going to drop game as easily and ethically as possible, that's what this is for. Yeah, well, a lot of the Weatherby cartridges have that purpose built and mentality anyways. There's a reason yeah. why behind everyone we're not just coming out with a with a with yeah. that so that's pretty purpose built right? and i feel like the the barrel burner stigma we hear it we get questions at shows and stuff like yeah. that but i could count on one hand maybe two maximum the amount of calls we get every year where it's like an rma and they're like yeah i need to send my barrel back in i shot it out i think people read an internet like article and they're like i heard they do this it's yeah. like yeah but do you know anybody who ever has I think realistically, you're still going to be near a thousand shots. It, it might be a little more, depending on if you went rapid fire mm-hmm. a couple times or. Yeah, but, some of the maintenance in between. I mean, as far as cleaning and soaking and all the things that you can do that will really help you kind of maintain that barrel is going to really dictate just how far it's going to go. I, so, yeah, 800 to 1,000 on 3378, I think, is a pretty safe guesstimate. That's a whole lot of not cheap boxes of ammo or a whole lot of reloading. A lot of custom we've, ones there. We've, yeah. all, we've all talked to a lot of people. How many people have you ever talked to that have burned out a 3378? I haven't I haven't no. talked to any, anybody. I have not met this person Precisely. But, Luke, you were talking uh, uses and purpose-built and stuff like that, and you kind of touched on it earlier. So this is not for the guy who's going to go shoot a white tail out of his tree stand at 40 yards. He can do it. He totally can. Oh, even um, on the best bullets. I mean, but like uh, what, what uh, are uh, animals are we thinking, you know, in like scenarios kind of stuff? Like, you know, well, this was a purpose built cartridge. I think one of the reasons that we wanted to have Seth in here on this is because I'm, I'm going to vary from your question a little bit, but we have to talk about Seth's history a little here. Yes. It's actually the only one in here. That's a real Wyoming resident from here. True story. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note that, uh, Seth showed up to his interview for Weatherby with a black eye. <laughs> that <laughs> happens. <laughs> things, things happen. Yeah. He's like a real Wyoming, not necessarily a cowboy, but he's a real Wyoming cowboy. Not for like his, his blue co- like financial yeah. controller, he showed up with a black <laughs> eye and blue face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that's cool. And then while he was our controller, he was taking off a couple weeks a year so that he could go guide people up here in the Bighorns for elk and deer. Correct, yep. That happens. And still does that. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't given that one up yet. Not old enough. <laughs> which which I think is pretty cool. But it also gives them a unique background that um, I think you talk to a lot of guides. Uh, you get people that you don't know showing up to hunt with you, and that gives you a unique perspective on what their mentality is. Absolutely. That's, you know, you meet people from all over the country when you, when you do that type of work. And so they, they come out west. A lot of them are you know, Easterners, quite, quite frankly. And so they come out here and they can't believe how much space there is and how far 
something actually is when it looks like it's pretty close. So they'll come out here and they're like, man, I've never shot anything past 150 yards. And it's like, well, strap yeah. in because we might, be, <laughs> uh, we might be going a little longer range than that. Let's go out here and, you know, check out your rifle. Let's see what it's doing. And they uh, look at you like you're quickly down under when you go ahead and smack some steel at like a thousand yards. And they're like, I've never seen anything like this before. And it's like, well, this is kind of how we have to practice because then if something's out there at four or 500 yards, 600 yards, it feels like a chip shot. So, uh, and, and there's situations hunting in the mountains where you're going to be on the side of one mountain, mountain shooting across this, to the side of, an, of another mountain. And I think that's where this cartridge excels is you're sending a, a relatively heavy projectile across the canyon because uh, you want something that's going to cut through the wind well. Mm-hmm. You can factor for drop, but you don't know what's happening. You can have five kestrels, doesn't matter. You can't measure the wind in the middle. Mm-hmm. Speed helps with that. Absolutely, yeah. The 3378 for a cross canyon shooter is about as good as you can get. I'd argue maybe the 338, 378 might be slightly better, but this uh, that's a conversation topic for a different day. <laughs> for a 30 cal, yeah, it's really hard to beat. I, I tell you that uh, its terminal performance is as good as anything you'll ever see. So things don't get away when they get struck with a 3378. Have you seen or had some examples of hunters that have come in with? Uh, well, I know you've you've carried a 3378 mm-hmm. uh, as your guide gun for yep. the last few years. Yep, uh, and then you've. I think had some, you've got some stories. I'm just going to leave it there. Let's hear, let's hear a story, Seth. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People come in and, uh, heck even just this year, you get up there, it gets slick a little bit with some snow, with some mud. And, you know, I carry along a backup rifle just in case something happens. And this last year was one where something happened. Hunter dipped his, uh, his muzzle right down into some mud. And so obviously I'm not carrying a cleaning kit with me when I'm up there because <laughs> I'm already trying to you know shed a few pounds off the the middle I don't need to carry any extra weights so he went ahead and used my 3378 and ended up uh, flattening a white tail at uh, 360 yards I hadn't seen anything like uh, what that one did so <laughs> when we talk about don't shoot one at 40 yards you know 300 yards is probably about where you want to be on that one maybe a little farther because uh, it will flat uh, put them on the ground perhaps some meat boss potentially on that one you know it was actually it was a really good shot gun shot really well so it was uh it was not as bad as what you would think but you also don't want to uh maybe shoot one on bone or anything like that of that kind of range yeah i think it's important we've talked about it quite a bit on different bullet constructions but um you gotta you gotta keep in mind that there's a a low end of velocity where bullets aren't really going to perform where you want them to. Um, we think that's around 1800 feet per second. Uh, and then there's also a high end and that can vary by, by bullet. And so obviously you probably don't want to shoot some things right at the muzzle or, you know, within a few feet of the muzzle, because I think you're probably going to pencil through with most, with most bullets. Um, there's probably some that might be able to handle that, but you know, each, each hunter is going to need to do the testing on their own. Uh, but I think you need to get to a reasonable distance before you're going to see optimal bullet performance. And I think that's important to note on any cartridge, but especially on 3378. And we learned that 27 yards is the optimal distance for a white-tailed deer with a 6.5 Creedmoor. It is. That's because it's built to perform. It's right in the wheelhouse, baby. Yeah. It's yeah. a hammer at that range. It's perfect. I, I, I may have I may have shot my first whitetail, first anything with a six five need more. And need uh, more. I was I was really like mentally getting geared up for a longer shot. And it ended up being 
27 yards. I couldn't believe yeah. it, though. That bullet didn't pencil. Huh. It was like well because that was the same as six five three hundred at like four hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terminal range yeah. of a six five Creedmoor is thirty yards. But no, it's a it is an awesome cartridge. Like I've gotten to see like Seth taking his gun out, his guide gun. I've gotten to see Adam go on several hunts with this, and it just hammers stuff. Like and it's 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 peace of mind. It's nice. Like I talk about this with a rifle a lot. It's nice to have a rifle that I know shoots better than I ever can. I have a gun that shoots really good groups, and it's like I can trust that knowing that this shoots better, this makes me a better shooter. And the nice thing about that cartridge is that's a cartridge you can trust, and it's like, okay, if I have to, you know, normally I, you know, we're always trying to take ethical shots. It all depends on the shooter and the situation. But if I know I'm going to have to reach out there and poke six, 700 yards on an animal, it's nice to know that no matter what, I've got the energy to do it. I don't have to be like, uh, it's kind of at the... Yeah, you have confidence in like what you're using. There's no doubt. Right? Yeah, it's so... it's like, I'm like, not like oh, that's kind of at the edge of what's safe. It's like, no, at six or 700 yards, that's that that's like 400 yards. Yeah, you worked, wind you, mag. you worked that hard to get there. You did all the shooting beforehand. You felt confident, and now you don't have to have that oh, as the math in my head. Can I make this shot? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think... When I think of this cartridge, obviously I think of, of, of Weatherby, but when I think outside of what's just Weatherby, um, Mark Thompson comes to comes to mind with uh, Thompson Shout Long out. Range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Scott both. Um, Adam's been able to hunt with Scott a little bit. I've done one of their shooting schools, and um, he really just lays out the why really well of why speed matters, and it's that cross canyon shooting. It takes out other variables makes or minimizes other variables that if you range the rock beyond or the the stick in front of what you think you're probably not going to miss that by 100 yards but you might miss it by 40 um and so it gives you the ability to have a little more forgiveness and what's going on Mm -hmm. and I mean, Mark's taken it to the extreme where he only loads one bullet designed a reticle specifically for that (laughs) bullet and basically however many years i wish i knew the years off the top of my head but he just sighted a gun in at 100 yards and then built like a plywood tower and then just backed up aimed at the top and then literally just measured the drops like before bdc reticles were a thing he just factored in all the way out to a thousand and he knew exactly where his drops were for each of those distances. That is so cool. <laughs> that is, that like, is a, talk about a Ford thinker. Be, yeah, before, you know? yeah, before time there. That's awesome. And he, there was no relationship to Weatherby at that time, but he just honed in on 3378 Weatherby is what I want to do because I want to shoot mule deer and elk across a canyon. And that's all those guys do. Also run a shooting school, so they know what they're talking about. Yeah, like, and a couple other businesses. Yeah, like, so, yeah. And they kill big stuff and a lot of it, so like yeah just look them up up. (laughs) turns out they know what they're doing yeah yeah so for years he's exclusively loaded 370 30 378s in a mark 5 acumark do you know the bullet you said he had a specific bullet he used his 100 180 grain acubon okay so that's he that's what his recipe is built around and he, he chose that bullet specifically because he felt that he calls it the velocity band, that it had the widest velocity band from mm. the low end of performance to the high end. Just mm. I think now there's other really good premium bonded bullets out there like a Sirocco. But um, I think at the at the time, that was one of the few. And yeah. when he started and it it makes sense, it's still that's a great bullet for sure. 
Luke, have you gotten to do any shooting with this caliber? I, I have yeah. actually not killed anything with a thirty three seventy eight. I have played with it at the range uh, quite a bit, but I have not I've not shot a game animal yet. 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 That's key. I'll have to so solve that's that on this the list. Year. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Once you go that way, it's kind of hard to go backwards. But if you're not recoil sensitive, no, it, is, it, it does have a little more recoil than your standard two two three. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid of recoil. I I think, uh, yeah, I I'm partial to the three hundred Weatherby personally, yep. um, b- just because I'm probably not going to take a twelve hundred yard shot. Yeah, and but. It's a purpose. It's a purpose-built it cartridge, it like is. we were talking about. We have a guy, a, a coworker of ours, our web guy, and he was debating between a thirty-three seventy-eight and a three hundred Weatherby. And I asked him. I said, "Chris, what, what is the farthest you would ever shoot an animal in perfect conditions?" And I think he said six or seven hundred yards. I was like, "Buy three hundred Weatherby." Yeah, it's a purpose-built cartridge for the guys that need something like that. There's nothing else commercial like it. Sometimes it's not necessarily need. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe well, you just want it. You're yeah. right. I think that's it. So, I think I think I'm going to commit right now to, to I'm going I'm going to shoot something with the, this fall. You heard it I'm, right yeah, here, ladies and gentlemen. Mark it down. Yeah. I know a guy that might have a pretty good gun. <laughs> oh yeah. You know I know a guy too. I'm gonna, <laughs> you I'm gonna call you him. know some guy. <laughs> I'm going to call him. Uh, Seth, have you personally shot anything with 3378? Um, on my wall, I've only gotten a mule deer with a 3378. And it was actually one of those instances when you sit and plan for the long shot that yep. you think you're going to have to <laughs> yep. take across a canyon. And then the unsuspecting muley showed up at about 168 yards. And it turns out it'll flatten one at 168 yards as good as it does at 868 yep. yards. But that's the uh, that's the one that I, that I got with the uh, 3378 for my personal one. You're ready, though. You were ready. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, sh- I could have backed up for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that just would have been not a good idea. So, uh, I've got a friend that uh, actually just came back from a hunt with. His name's Bob. Shout out to Bob. And uh, Bob wanted a, a rifle that he just wanted one gun. He's like, I want to shoot anything. I went on a moose hunt with Bob. He killed his moose, and he has since killed pretty much everything that there is. That I mean, he just he wanted it simple. He's like, I just want I want a gun set up. We put a VX5 HD on there with a CDS dial, and like we gave him two dials for for altitudes, and he just puts the dial that's appropriate on there and spins to the yardage. And uh, he hasn't had to touch that thing. And he was going through the list of uh, of things: uh, moose, couple elk, mule deer, killed an odd uh, couple odd couple mouflon, javelina, white-tailed deer, like all various distances. And he goes, "I call this gun boom flop because <laughs> boom uh, flop. <laughs> I've yet to have anything take a step." That's pretty good. That's pretty neat. It's I like, think it's yeah. got to be mean on a javelina. They're not very big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, I was actually really surprised in Texas at um, the Audad and Mouflon are one. I was I had I had never killed one before, so and or really spent any time with them. Um, the Audad were bigger than I had in my head, and the Mouflon were smaller. Both were tougher than I thought, and they're goats, sheep, whatever. Um, I put two pretty darn near perfect shots on at 
uh, with 6.5 RPM. And they both probably went like 30 yards. And I feel like if that had been a deer, they would have just, or an antelope, they would have like just died. Light switch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. lights out. And they they just, like I said, they ran off a little bit. And in, in hilly, mountainous country, I'm like, what? What just happened? And you go out of sight, and I'm like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> That's not a good feeling. That's a... Uh... But the 3378 did not do that. It was a man plow. So, so that's the difference. So I think that's another important thing that we were talking about in Texas this weekend was sheep and goat hunters especially. Um, you're hunting country where mm-hmm. you want to freaking drop them you in their tracks. You want to anchor it right there wanna, exactly, otherwise they could the fall word. a couple yeah. thousand feet. Yeah, right? and the difference in uh, like a mountain goat where you if you break, break off an inch of the horn – that happened mm-hmm. to, to shout out to Ben Rogers, but shout out. Uh, was it Ben that broke? No, Adams broke Adams off. Broke. Yeah. Adam but broke yeah, off. Yeah, he's like glued it or they it pieced together perfectly. So and they the found it, but they found it. Sometimes you don't find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But and sometimes it breaks more than just part of it off. Sometimes it's oh my goat has no horns. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I think that's where you might sometimes use a cartridge that is quote unquote too big for. The, the species, but just based on size. But if you want to just anchor that thing in its tracks, that's where it's at. I believe in overkill. Yep. No doubt about that. Rather overkill than underkill. Absolutely. Right. It's better to have a little too much gun than not quite enough. Speaking of too much gun, so com- some comparable cartridges. We listed them off earlier just for any of you tech spec nerds out there. These are all comparisons with a 180 grain bullet. Um, the 300 wind mag kind of on the lower end. 470 feet per second. The 3378 uh, Weatherby is faster. It's 338 feet per second faster than the 300 Norma bag. 280 feet per second faster than the 300 PRC. 170 faster than the 300 Rum. And 220 faster than the 30 Nosler. And the 300 Weatherby was actually the king until Weatherby dethroned it itself. And it's 170 feet per second faster. Or slow, the 300 weather yeah, is yeah. 170 feet I'm with per you. slower. So basically 300 Weatherby and 300 Rum are both uh, 170 feet per second slower than mm-hmm. 3378 Weatherby. Still king of the... And that one was developed yeah. in 43, so it took a long... The, the Rum didn't even come out until 99, and then, then there was the... There really wasn't a lot of technology improvements in 65 years between the 40s and the late 90s. I, I don't know. Was the internet around in the 40s? <laughs> that's like a dictatorship there. When you're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I wonder how much that has to do with it because in, across a lot of cartridges, there was very little cartridge development in that gap post World War. I think, yeah, I think a yeah. lot of stuff got simplified by the world. Like a lot of the a lot of the old timers, you know, they just hunted with their yeah the Garands and the yeah. 30 out six and this whatnot is what that's work because that's what hey it worked in the war why wouldn't it work on a deer it's kind of their philosophy and we were even talking before the podcast about it'd be very interesting to uh roy had experimental cartridges he's a wildcatter i mean there's some weird stuff out there even just everyday people are making wildcats it would be interesting to see some of the uh cartridge skeletons in roy's closet it'd be yeah this the six five three hundred was originally designed when 48 yeah 48 and we launched it in like 16 yeah we have a barrel or we have a rifle <laughs> that's a downstairs long time. In the that's showroom. a big gap that's if, a you're, long if time. you're in sheridan come and check it out it's in the showroom it's a rifle chambered in it from like 1948 in our vault little mm-hmm. setting bat down there so so i'm we're gonna we're gonna land this plane but i'm i'm gonna i don't know if john Baumgartner, our ballistician listens to this podcast or not and i don't want you guys to tell him anything but 
I know he's working on a couple of things. I'm just curious what, what he's going to come out with and what are people going to be talking about in like, you know, 2110. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's probably going to have a hammer bullet. <laughs> oh, if it's John, yeah, that's right. Definitely a hammer fan there. <laughs> he, he, well, I'm, not, I'm still not convinced he's not on the payroll. Like, there's got to be a little commission there. There's got like, to be, be some kickbacks. Yeah. Every and meeting we go free to. Bullets. Like, here, <laughs> yeah, these. here you here, go. Okay. Here the, you go. The answer... If you haven't listened to our Hammer Bullet podcast, but uh, John, our ballistician, like the answer to everything is always the Hammer Bullets because they, they like every powder, they like every barrel, they like everything, they perform better than anything. The only thing they're not good at is making big splashes on steel. That's the only downside. They make a yeah. really sweet bullet trail, though, when you have videos of them. They do. Yes. Even without videos. Naked Eye is one of the best <laughs> bullet trails you've ever seen. It's, it's a vapor pretty trail. Good. It's freaking cool. All right, well, that's uh, that's a 3378 Weatherby Mag, our favorite fast, fast 30 cal. Super fast. Let us know if you want to learn about any more cartridges. Yeah, I think this might be a, more of a theme. Let's keep it a little consistent on this. So, What should we do next? I don't know. Well, maybe the audience should decide. That's a good. What is our, our, our email where people can email you us? You can email on our mark uh, yeah. at, at weatherby.com. Weatherby. Yeah, if you send, want to. send us in uh, which deep dive you guys would like to see. 